Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. Hey, it's Alex, and I'm here with Arthur. And Arthur, he runs a modeling agency and is a nude and boudoir photographer from Las Vegas. Now, the interesting thing about Arthur is he started only six months ago, and in those six months, he achieved this professional status where he gets paid as a nude and uh, boudoir photographer, and he gets paid for running, well, he's running his own modeling agency. So welcome, Arthur. Hey, Alex. How are you guys doing today? Uh, I'm really excited to be here with you guys and share some of the tricks that took me quite a bit of time to figure out. Um, and just kind of show you how, how I did it here in Vegas, uh, coming from zero photography experience to working with some of the hottest alternative and tattoo models in the world. Awesome. So I, I guess a lot of people, they immediately want to know what does your uh, you know, business and daily life look like? Because it, it's, you know, just because you're in Vegas and a photographer, it, it must be pretty crazy, right? Yeah, life in here in Vegas is pretty, pretty insane and pretty awesome. Um, I always say that this is one of the best cities to live in America. If you're in the entertainment business, uh, right after LA, this is probably one of the best places to go. I would even argue that it's better than LA when you, if you're just starting out. Uh, and the reason for that is because um, entertainment industry in here is just as big, or you can meet just as big as they come here all the time, but you don't have the ridiculous competition um, that is in LA. Um, so that's just in case if you're ever thinking about, about working in Vegas. Um, well, my, my life is pretty mundane, I'm not gonna lie, most of the time. Um, I wake up, do my like morning routine, I exercise, you know, um, meditate a little bit, read books, whatever else. Uh, I think one of the most important things that I started doing in the course of last year is every day, each morning, I take a look at my plan for the day. So each Sunday, actually, I sit down for about an hour or two and I plan out my whole week. And then each morning, every day, I look at my plan and I have up to exact minute planned out what I'm doing when each day. And that's how I like it, because I, I always want to know what I'm doing next, and I always want to make sure that this, it's in alignment with what I'm trying to achieve. So that has been one of the most important things that I do daily. Um, I work also here in Vegas in technology, so I do some office work for the gaming industry. Um, so I work in an office settings. That has actually been pretty interesting as far as my connections in Vegas go. Um, and then with photography and filmmaking, um, I always try to hustle my way either on social media, like Instagram or Facebook, or meet with the appropriate people, the people that I want to work with, um, usually afternoon, because that's how the entertainment industry works in here, late afternoon. Um, or And on weekends, I usually shoot. I like shooting on weekends because they're a little less crazy. Um, and I usually shoot about every two weeks. So it's like one week 
I organize, and then second week I shoot. And every two weeks I pump something out. Okay, makes sense. And um, how did you get started with this? Because uh, you mentioned before it didn't really start as a business. So how did it get started? Right, that's that's a great question, actually, Alex. Um, so for me, this was actually kind of special. I I came to Vegas and I didn't know didn't know anybody here, actually. Um, didn't have any friends in here. I've been in Vegas before for like an hour, or sorry, for a day, for a day when I was passing by. Uh, so I didn't know much about it. Um, and I came here to actually get a job as a dating coach. Um, and to kind of achieve that, it's important to know people here and also have, you know, have a network of, of connections. And I didn't have that. Um, so for, for the first year, my year in Vegas, I focused on coaching dating. And I happened to get a couple of opportunities to just get some like kind of video work going, right? Kind of as a, like a person to help out, you know, hold the camera a couple of times, this and that, right? But that was my first exposure to ever, ever doing anything related to, that wasn't photography, that was like more like video film stuff. That was my first time holding a camera ever. Um, but I did take some, I did do some filming and the results were pretty great for somebody that has never done it before. So I kind of realized it that I've, I can get really good at it if I really want to. So um, after I quit working as a dating coach, um, me and my friend have been talking for a while about starting a YouTube channel uh, together. And we were kind of procrastinating it for a really long time. For about six months, we were just kind of talking about it, kind of being how fast, not doing anything, you know, just fucking around. And um, and after, at this time, I was also going to the gym a lot and all the stuff, so it wasn't that bothering me much. But then I realized that, like, I'm not building anything. I'm not building anything for myself. I'm not building my social status. I'm not building the social circle, stuff like that. So I decided it's time to fucking change that and get back in the grind. So the first thing I decided to do is we're going to do this fucking YouTube channel because we have been talking about this for six months. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this no matter what. So I borrowed a $300 camera from my friend, like a Sony camcorder or whatever. Mm-hmm. I organized my best friend who's um, best female friend. She's kind of a, kind of a cute real estate agent here in Vegas. I organized people from my favorite hookah lounge. And I organized my friend who's an astrophysicist to, uh, to make the first episode of our YouTube channel. And I just kept going. I just kept producing episodes. So all of a sudden, I had this YouTube channel um, that actually started getting some popularity because on my YouTube channel, I would just bring hot girls. That was my whole idea. It was a channel about astronomy and astrophysics because that's what my friend was specializing in. But my idea was like, well, I'm going to bring hot girls, put them next to him, and they're going to nerd out about physics and astronomy for for half an hour. So we produced a bunch of episodes. Um, I promoted them on my social media. And just people from Vegas started seeing those the, those those episodes, those videos, and started seeing that, um, that I'm building something here. So I started getting more and more people just kind of asking me about it, you know, what you're doing with the videos, you know, what you're doing with the YouTube channel and all that. 
I wasn't really doing anything about it. I just did it because we were talking about it for six months and it was annoying me that we haven't done it. So the next thing I know, I have this, I, I bought better, better equipment. I bought myself a DSLR camera. Mm. And now that I have it to like film this thing, uh, that will help me to like rekindle these connections in Vegas. But I can also just like start, start shooting stuff, start photography. And um, it turned out that uh, my friend that I used to work with um, when I was doing odd jobs my first year in Vegas around like holding camera and stuff. She's a bikini model and she's gonna do this 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 shoot mm. and it's like a group shoot of like 20 different tattoo models from top magazines. Uh, there's gonna be photographers from everywhere in, the, in, the, in America coming over to, to do this shoot. Um, and I hit her up, and the next thing I know, um, I just kind of tagged along for the for the shoot. That was my first time in front of a model, a professional model, with a camera, right? And there was a little bit of there was a little bit of hacking into that because I had to like well I had to first have that friend, have that hot hot model friend. That's first part. Uh, I had to hit her up about it, figure out who's running the show in there, hit up that person. And then run the conversation in a way so that I'm not just asking to go there, that they invite me there. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of like social engineering to that. But I'm always thinking in that, those sort of ways. I'm always thinking about arranging situations so that I get invited to cool stuff. Uh, so I ended up doing that, and it was like 40 hours of shooting mm-hmm. uh, with some of the hottest girls in the tattoo industry over course of three days I think um, and I produce a lot of really cool content there there that um, I honestly like half of them I didn't know who they are and that was amazing for me because that ignorance it's like kind of ignorance on one hand but on the other hand it's like beginners of mine that's who they are I just treat them as normal people and then the next the next thing I know it turns out that like the person I just talked to is the owner of the biggest nude photography magazine in the world Mm-hmm. Right, um, and that's kind of important because thanks to all these factors, I came in at at a level where I'm talking with the most professional people in the industry, with almost zero experience. But it's fine because I'm serious about it. You know, I want to make it happen, and I'll do whatever I have to, and. I saw I show enough social acumen uh, to convey this to people, and they don't mind that you know you're just starting out or whatever. Uh, what they care about is that you're bold about it mm. and serious. Yeah, so that's that's how it started. Then I just uh, kind of took things from there. Next thing I I remember doing was another hot hot female friend. I thought it would be it would do great in modeling. And, but she never done any, so I just took her under my wing. Mm. And, I, and I, I was like, yo, I'm going to get this girl published. She never asked. And, you know, we never talked about it. But on my own, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to take this girl as my project and get her published. So I started working with her. And now she's like my, <clears throat> my main go-to model when I do photography. Um, so this was all done 
honestly to status here in Vegas and show the people I want to get close to that I can build something by myself that's valuable and um, and I can get like inside their click um, on my own because that's what's kind of kind of a big thing when I was doing dating coaching here in Vegas and this will happen a lot of times in other industries so this is kind of important um, but you see this click of click of people that you know they like make the make all the money right in whatever industry you are let's say you're doing something in nightlife right so there's a click of people they stay together they make the money together and your question is how do I how do I get in there how do I like pierce that and get in there well for me the answer is I expose myself a little bit to those people I briefly introduce myself and have brief interactions with them and then I show them that I have something else in a different industry that's valuable that I built and that's my own mm-hmm. which shows to them that I can I can do things and and I make sure that everybody in this clique has exposure to that. The chance is pretty high that one of those people will want something related to that industry. So that one person out of like 50 or 100 people in a social circle comes and wants something from you. And that's your entrance. That's your kind of injection point. From there, you spread the news around all of the other people and all of a sudden you're inside the clique. It happened here as well. All right. So, and apart from uh, that initial kind of situation where you ended up taking pictures for 40 hours, um, how did you build up your credibility going onwards? Right. So a big part of it was taking this this other model under my, my wing. So when I did the first like big shoot at the mansions here in Vegas and stuff that I mentioned, one part of it was that all the models that were there, and I knew this beforehand, and photographers were like people that were published before, right? They were like Sweet Inked, Arizona's official model, whatever, right? Or like a photographer that was published in Maxim or whatever. Most of those people were like people that were published before. So the sole fact that I worked with them gave me a lot of credibility, right? Especially in the context of, you know, like Instagram, you get tagged in this girl's photos as the photographer or this and that, you know. Um, well, you just worked with one of the most well-known models in this industry, in tattoo industry, and thus, and you're providing also quality work. Like you're also providing amazing photographs. Well, that gives you a lot of credibility right away. So when you're thinking about things like this, and this is something uh, somebody else asked me the other day as well. Uh, a guy that does a lot of just like regular cloth kind of photography with some models and stuff. He asked me, you know, like how do I get like the higher level like so fast and whatever. And I told him, yo, dude, just cut the shit. Find this like shooting cloth models. <laughs> get into like lingerie and nudes right away with the best women you can find. Stop fucking around. Because you're not going pro about it. Um, you're kind of wasting your time, you know. Even if he doesn't want to do lingerie or nude, which in this context would be just dumb not to. But even if you don't want to, if you still want to just do clothes, photograph, photographs, make sure that you go to the pro people. 
you know sometimes these people seem like they're out of reach you think about that and you're like oh my god like this person you know like is the CEO of this company or like she's like this famous model whatever and you like put them on the pedestal but they are normal fucking people if you just hit them up you know Facebook email whatever there's a high chance that they're gonna respond to you if you come from a place of value so you, you can't be scared to like approach with the, mm -hmm. the most professional people in this industry especially if you know how to um, how to navigate social circles yeah so my credibility came from the fact that I worked with the most professional people and I strongly suggest that you go right into that and don't, don't right into that and don't just waste your time on whatever um, second thing is you put out actually quality work actually good photographs um, the third thing is yeah, how, do you, um, how do you do that if you're starting out like how do you put out quality work if you have like a cheap DSLR and you're just standing there with your camera and you're like I want to be a photographer right, so the, the, the camera that I have is a $500 DSLR this is what I'm shooting on. it's like the most basic DSLR you can get I basically found the cheapest camera that can do the job used and I started with that why because I don't need anything more because I, I know that I have the eye for it, and any photographer should have, right? I have a confidence that I have the eye for it, and I will spend hours and hours and hours and hours on reading about digital camera sensors to understand them, the smallest details, how they work, because that's how I am. Because by quality work, I mean... I will go out of my way to know everything I have to to do this job. Mm -hmm. Which for this stuff, like nude photography and lingerie, mo lingerie modeling stuff, it's not that much. Mm -hmm. We're talking, uh, it, took me, it took me about two weeks of doing research, about like two, three hours a day, about the technicalities of things, of cameras, photography, and modeling, to get to a place where I can take photographs that look amazing. Mm -hmm. And kind of like modeling is a very forgiving industry here because it's not a landscape that you have to take at the right time with the right you know crazy settings or whatever and if you don't get it right during like three three minutes during the day during the golden hour then you're fucked mm -hmm. no you're shooting a girl that no matter how <laughs> how you take the shot she's still gonna look hot yeah <laughs> like the is still gonna be good like good enough you know what I mean? It's a forgiving industry. But at the same time, there's that. But at the same time, I I don't want to put out work that's just good enough. I spend ridiculous time on, on understanding the things. At the same time, I never try to understand more than I have to. I'm very lazy about this. I only I only spend as much search as I have to. Uh, and, you know, if I get too deep into, like, What's the resolution of the, I don't know, the, the cells on the sensor or whatever? Then I'm like, okay, I don't need this, find this. Like, I don't need this to, like, take these amazing photographs of girls. Which is something a lot of photographers are not going to, a lot of photographers are not going to agree on. Yeah. Um, but that's what I do, because I prefer to spend that time building my relationship with my model mm -hmm. than reading about that camera stuff. What do you mean by that, building a relationship with your model? Um, so when you work with models, it's very important to build a very, very intimate relationship, right? 
And when I say intimate, I don't necessarily mean romantic, just kind of like close relationship. Because they're going to be naked in front of you mm-hmm. a lot of times. And they need to, you need to make sure that they feel comfortable. That's first thing. Second thing, that they're going to be reliable models. They're going to show up. Third thing, that you're going to be a priority mm-hmm. for them. Because they're hot girls. They have a lot of shit going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. Right? You need to be a priority. And developing a relationship like that takes time. And um, I always, that's, that's always the number one priority in my business. Making sure that my relationship with the girls I shoot with is as good as I can. And that means, you know, I take it past working together, right? Making sure that, you know, if I'm throwing a dinner party on Sunday, I invite, you know, Samantha, Shannon, and, and Anne-Marie to come over and hang out, even if they say, you know, they're out of town, whatever, just sending the text saying, you know, great working with you uh, last Sunday. It was amazing first shoot. By the way, me and my friend are throwing a dinner. Swing by if you if you want to get some tacos uh, in here with us or if you want to cook some tacos with us, right? It's a small text that doesn't cost you anything. She's probably going to say no because she's like hanging out with her boyfriend, whatever, but she'll appreciate your thought and also you're in her, you're in her life, mm-hmm. right? You get, th- you take things from, oh, this is this guy I did some photography, uh, photography with, to, oh, this guy like is just like becoming a friend. Mm-hmm. And working with a friend is much different than working with just a, an, another photographer. This is, I think, this is a, a kind of important distinguishing detail in here, especially when you go work with really hot models, because a lot of really hot models are gonna work with a lot of photographers. And the reality is most of those photographers are not very socially savvy. Mm-hmm. Don't have, they don't have, a lot of photographers don't have good social skills. So if you do have the social skills, if you do follow up and you do make a friend out of these girls, then you distinguish yourself in this field very much so. Mm-hmm. Right. And how do, you, how do you get these, uh, well, how do you get the models actually? Because a lot of people are going to be asking that now. They're like, but how do I get the models? Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of ways. Uh, first of all, I'm shameless. So I'll straight up just go and talk to a girl that I see on the street. Mm-hmm. If I think she's she's a good talent. And the mo- and like modeling agency business model where the quali- the quantity of the girl is important, that's not really that reliable because you need to approach a lot. But that's not the case for me. I'm not looking for a lot of girls. I'm looking for quality girls, like specific specific girls that I want for my shoots. So when I see a girl like this, which doesn't, which doesn't happen very often, I make sure I talk to that girl and I give her my business card and I tell her that I have a feeling that she, she would have good presence on the camera. Right? Make an note in here. I'm not asking, have you done any modeling in your life? Mm-hmm. Like, if she feels hot girl, think like how many times did she hear that in her life? I say something else, you know, I say, after talking with her for a little bit, I say things like, oh, I, um, I think you would, would have a really good presence on the camera, mm-hmm. um, and I like your style, I'm doing this photo shoot, this, like, whatever theme I have, again, I come up with a very specific, very artistic theme, so she has a good reason to consider that, and all of a sudden, from you being like a scout, you're just telling her about the shoot, the more she hears about it, the more she wants to be a part of it. And that just naturally goes into taking the number. 
so that's like kind of cold approach. Um, when I started out, um, especially with the film stuff, uh, I I got a lot of my girls from strip clubs in here in Vegas. And the reason for that is because me being in Vegas, it was a little bit of an advantage because there's a lot of strip clubs in here with a lot of high-quality girls um, that are dancing here. Yeah. In your town, wherever you might be, the girls at the strip club might not be that quality. But for me, that was the case. But, like, you know, if whatever, like, big city you are in America, like Chicago, New York, whatever, there's definitely a strip club that's high-quality. So I would definitely go there and just hang out in there. And, you know, over time, just go there, like, every afternoon, whatever. And then after two, three weeks, you'll build up a reputation as a person who doesn't go there to get to, to get dances, doesn't go there to, because he's, he's sexually frustrated, especially when you're social, just come there because you hang out, and especially, like, if you say that you know somebody, right? And all of a sudden, you're just, like, this person that comes for a drink. And that's, this is the place where, where the girls would just consider you as a like natural part of the habitat, which is much more likely to get you those girls to do photo shoots with them than like this, you coming as this guy, just like random strip club guy that just came there. So the reason why I started taking girls from strip clubs is because I was hanging out at strip clubs a lot, and it just turned out that I just made friends with a lot of girls there. And then I just, at some point, was like, yo, I'm doing shoots. Why don't you, Danielle, come and do a shoot with me? Um, so it was a little bit the other way around, right? I didn't go there to get the girls. I was just hanging out, hanging out in there and made friends with the girls. But then they started shooting with me. Um, if you want to just do this, you can definitely do it the other way around. Just like, pick which strip club you want to go, build up reputation there, make friends with the girls, and they will start coming in. Um, another way of getting models, is um, and this is a little trick, and I told this Alex before, um, and you guys on the on the Facebook group as well. Um, you basically hire a high status model, mm -hmm. right? This is especially I wouldn't do this right away though, right? I wouldn't do this right away. First, if you've never shot with a model, first thing I would do is shoot your best friend, best the the hottest friend that you have. Shoot your hottest friend that you have. Start from there, then start cold approaching girls. Do like three shoots like this, and then um, just hire a professional model, right? And the reason for that is because um, you're basically buying her social status and the credibility that she can give you, right? So you hire this girl that's a professional model. The best if she has been published before. That's the best. If she like, has been published in magazines like Maxim or FHM or Playboy or whatever else, that's the best. Um, and, you know, it might cost you a little bit. Uh, we're not even talking, like, super crazy money, but, I know, it might cost you, like, three, $400 to, do, to hire her for a shoot, right? Mm. But you treat it as an investment because you hire her, then you get a hairstylist, a makeup artist, hire a location, hire somebody to shoot the behind-the-footage uh, content for you. Behind the, sorry, behind-the-scenes footage. Um, and you do a shoot. And um, she's going to publish these photographs. You're going to give her these photographs. She's going to probably publish them on your social media, tag you there, whatever. All of a sudden, you're a guy that has worked with published models before. And that is a very great place to be in terms of scouting new girls. Because now, all of a sudden, the amateur girls that has never, have never done any modeling before, you're not this, like, random 
creepy photographer dude that is trying to do something. No, you're like, you have actually girls fighting over you to do shoots with you, especially if you frame it that way. Um, with the girls that have done some modeling before, but they have not been published before, um, well, they will want to work with you because you work with published models and you're more likely to get your photos published than those guys that have not. So it just gives you all this leverage that makes the girl way more the girls way more receptive to work with you and willing to work with you. Um, and very very shortly it will turn into a place where the girls are fighting over trying to shoot, get shoots with you rather than you trying to get girls. Okay. And um, basically you can work with referrals from that point onward, right? Like once you get you got a few girls, they'll refer their friends, right? Yeah, and then it's just a spiral. Like as I say, like when once you get there, once you so I would say if I would have to like kind of sum it up, I would say shoot your like the hardest friend you have, find a couple of random girls, cold approach, whatever, find a published model, well work with her, um, and then do some more like cold approach, and now there will be much, just much more girls. But also by this time, you as a photographer should have developed like your catalog of girls that you shot with that are also willing to shoot again. Like at least two, three girls you should have that are willing to do more shoots that have done sh shots with you before. So you just keep producing content from there. Now mm -hmm. it's like building rotation basically. Now you have a rotation of girls that you can shoot and you can start reliably pushing content. The more content you push out and the more popular it gets, the more girls want to work with you and the harder girls want to work with you. So it's just upward spiral from there. Okay. And um, what do these girls think that the industry is like or that modeling is like in their minds? And what is it like in reality when, when once you really get into it for, for them? Right. So this actually, this is a good, good question because it's kind of rooted in the previous thing that I was talking about, right? The girls, why do girls do this in the first place, right? Well, they do this because they want to go to a tropical island to do a photo shoot. That's like the dream of all for, for them. That's the holy grail of what they want out of this, right? Okay. And get paid. They, they right? want to be models. Get paid for, and get paid for being pretty, right? Yeah, pretty much, right? I mean, you know, get paid for it, get flown out to Morocco or whatever, do a shoot in the villa, uh, and, you know, get them published in the, in the Playboy, right? That is like... That is why the girls do this. Like, just as you as a photographer, you have, like, your vision board. On the vision board, you have, like, photoshopped your face on, like, Justin Price's, <laughs> like, flat, like, model photographer, right? That that's what I want to be. Well, that's what the girl has, right? She has, like, you know, like, fucking um, Grace Bell's photo with her face at Paradise Challenge, she's going all crazy, and she's like, that's what, I, that's what I want to be, that's what I want to aspire. And you, as a photographer, or really in life and business, have to understand that that girl has her motives. Like everybody else, she has motives for what she's doing something. And the, the magic, like, dust is to, like, think about what does she want. Mm -hmm. And then providing a way that makes her think that she's getting closer to that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, in the context of this, what the girls think this is uh, this is like. A lot of girls think that they will get into this and uh, they will do a couple of shoots with like some modeling agencies, whatever. 
and then we'll start getting flown out to exotic locations. That's how they think it's going to happen. The reality is that most of the girls don't even get paid at any point in their life for this. Um, even the, the like, like, like a lot of hot tattoo models that I work with, they get paid rarely for mm -hmm. photo shoots. Right? They get paid in other ways. They get in, they're, they're sponsored by magazines, advertisements, and advertising companies, and stuff like this. But purely from photography work, they rarely get paid. Like, they rarely get paid for photo shoots. The only way I've ever heard about that is either a specific magazine has commissioned a specific shoot and hired her, uh, which much more often just goes to the modeling agency, so really the modeling agency is hiring her. Um, or, or a photographer hired her, which is what I just talked about, mm -hmm. right? But that happens very rarely because it's kind of a hack that you know. I actually never heard anybody besides me ever ever done it before. Um, so they think they're they're gonna do a couple of shoots here and there, then they're gonna get started. sorry, then they're gonna get hired for some commercials or photo shoots, get paid. Over time, those start like flying out to exotic locations and stuff. And the reality is, uh, most of the girls never get paid. Um, they burn out in about six months, at most. Uh, burn out meaning that uh, they do a bunch of shoots and they see that they don't get paid, so they they get basically bitter. They basically say, "Oh, you know, you can't make it in this industry because you need connections to get the right jobs and stuff like this," which is all true. You need connections and stuff. Uh, it's not a reason to stop. It's not a reason to quit, but they quit because of that, because they don't have, they either don't know how to penetrate social circles and make connections, or they cannot strip their ego enough to say, oh, I need to make those connections. Mm -hmm. So it taps in the previous question, because as soon as you are able to project yourself and your work as a person that can provide a way to that thing she's looking for, and that's great. And that's where the credibility comes in and working with published models. Because if you show her work with some of the best models out there on really good sets and not some just like crappy headshots, then she'll see, oh shit, this guy is legit. I need to work with this guy. Right? And it's the best if you are. It's the best if you're actually legit, if you actually can get her published or whatever. That is the, the holy great. Awesome. And um, in, in terms of like the photographers, um, why do people want to get into this industry? And in terms of like not just photographers, just like why do guys come to you, for example, and say, I want to get into photography or model uh, running model agency? That is actually a really great question. Um, well, honestly, most of the guys that are trying to get into this, uh, they just try to go get hook up with girls straight up. They just try to hook up with the hottest girls. Um, and that's a really bad attitude to have about this. Um, it's very value leeching, I would say, in a way. Um, you know, I, I had this guy ask me about about this, I don't know, like three weeks ago, I think. Um, he's a he's a acquaintance from, from the past. He wasn't like a random dude. Um, but he basically, I met him after I'd seen him for a while, and he said, "Yo, I saw what you're doing. Uh, this is absolutely amazing. Your, your, you know, your stuff is very inspiring for me. 
how do I how do I hang up with models like you do, and how do I get into that, right? And I told him, well, you know, dude, like it's it's not that hard, you know. You just you have the social skills, so use that to your advantage, um, and then uh, get yourself a camera, study basic study basics of photography, which will take you like two weeks, um, and do your first shoot. To which he replies with, but you know. I, I don't want to read about photography. <laughs> and, I, and literally my answer was like, you know, go fuck yourself, basically, right? Because it's like, okay, so why is he doing this? Or what is what is his value, what is his value proposition, really, for these girls or for, for just this industry? What is his value proposition? Well, the answer is none. He's just trying to leave value out, right? And that's a, that's a horrible way of doing things in here. Uh, like, anywhere really um, it's you're in a much better place if um, if you want to um, change your photography business from tapes or whatever to something more more serious because you already have the route of trying to give value out there you just have to do tweaks and change your focus from getting perfect photographs to make your social network much better. Mm -hmm. By the way, um, I saw that you did shoots in uh, in some uh, big casinos in like the one of their uh, rooms. How did you set that up? Is that, is that like, did you have to pay for the set or is that um, just something you can arrange? It really depends. Um, really depends on what stage you're at. If I wouldn't have, if I would be just starting out in terms of locations, um, if I were just starting out, then I would probably be uh, renting out hotel rooms, like luxury hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. That's what I would start with. Uh, possibly hire some some uh, photography studios if they have really nice interiors, but that doesn't happen very often. If you have one around you that has nice interiors or nice sets, that's good, but it doesn't happen very often. Um, Usually the sets in there are not even comparable to what the most luxurious hotels in your city have, right? So I would start with that. Shooting outside is always an option. Uh, it's always great. Just make sure it's kind of a remote area where the girl is going to uh, feel comfortable getting in her lingerie or, or doing nudes or whatever. That's always an option. You can't, you can't keep doing it all the time, but it's, it's definitely an option. Um, if you want to get more serious about it, though, um, you just need to start building connections with people that have access to luxurious properties, and that's what I do for the most part. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends that own mansions and villas here around in Vegas, or own luxurious hotels, or um, or own nice venues like lounges and bars, mm -hmm. and some of them are just my friends. So they let me use for free their locations to shoot stuff, right? Um, and when I say they're just my friends, you know, it's not that simple. Keep in mind, I've been in Vegas one and a half a year ago, one and a half a year. I didn't know these people one and a half a year ago, you know? So they're my just friends, but I made those connections. Mm -hmm. That's the important part, right? I made those connections. They're actually absolutely crafted with very conscious intent and not like, oh, just met in high school. Is my buddy from high school that owns a hotel. You know, it's not random. Um, 
another another idea for a location which I gave somebody recently as well is uh, if you don't have a place to shoot um, I would suggest to find local venues in your town like not lounges and bars with nice interiors mm -hmm. and just ask just ask if you can shoot there if they let you that's fine but if they but if they don't they're kind of like Meh about it you can also but actually that's I think actually that's better you can just right away offer that you're gonna make promotional photographs for them or even better promotional video for the venue for free mm -hmm. or for free for value exchange right so you make a promotional video for that particular venue just showing people you know at their hookah lounge or whatever it is having fun whatever and make it for them so they can promote and this value exchange they let you shoot at their location at off hours or anytime you want mm -hmm. and that's great because all of a sudden you have this free location to shoot at um, this free location you know you, you bought it by making a small video which is if you're in video editing business or filmmaking business like I am as well then that's something that you can pump out you know one day of filming and a couple of hours of editing and it, and it goes out there plus it's another thing that you can put on your reel to show you know the the value of your work mm -hmm. and get all the other places as well and get referrals from other venues yeah that makes sense exactly exactly so you can go and just ask for sure it never hurts to ask but i always go further than that i just straight up hit up hit them up and i say yo i love your place it looks so great i love hanging out in here um i would love to to make a video for you guys um and I don't want anything for, for, you know, I'll do it as a favor. You're going to give me a favor back sometimes, right? I just frame it that way. I don't even say for free or anything. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to do it for free. I'm saying I'm going to do it as a favor. You'll pay a favor back. Mm -hmm. Because that is a very, like, <laughs> it's non-specific. Like, they don't know what the favor will be. Obviously, if the favor in the future will be too big, they will say no. But um, it's a way of saying, I expect you to also give me value uh, without coming across that you will give away your work for free. Well, wh why not just say, I just want to do a shoot. <laughs> I'll make you a video you while doing the shoot with you hot can. models. Yeah, you can do that too. You can just say, you know, well, the thing is the the venue will, it's great to give some value to the venue that's appropriate for their business. Mm -hmm. And the best thing for that is to make a promotional video for their business. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that would be the best. Other, you know, other things you can also, like, just, like, tag their location in your photographs or give a shout-out to Instagram. But something. The value exchange in here is very important because you're building a relationship. Because if you shoot there once, you're going to shoot there again and again and again. And you might become friends with these people. And you probably will. So... Treat it as a, like, as a relationship and not one-time thing. All right, this was our show for today. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you like it. I'll see you next time. If you'd like to find out more about me, visit vitkin.net. That's V-I-T-K-I-N.net. Thank you for listening to the show and see you next time.